True Freaks Internet Radio Broadcast. To get back to the wrestling, finally, there is a podcast on the internet about professional wrestling. I am one of your hosts, Mr. Luke Giaconetti. I'd like to thank everyone for downloading and listening to our episode today. And uh, as always, this is not a solo show. Uh, We have a three-man booth with us. So left to right, across your podcast dial, I am joined by the hair metal hero, Chris Tyler. Network TV, baby. Network TV. (laughs) The, the The network's not happy, Joey. The network sent a bunch of notes. They're not happy. Um, <laughs> and as always, rounding out our three-man booth is my brother, Mr. J. Giaconetti. We're out of time! We're out of time! I can't believe it! We are out of time! <laughs> you know what's funny is that I know I I bring the show in as Vince, as Vince McMahon. I was really toying with bringing it in as Tony Schiavone. Oh, <laughs> It's like, we are live here on Get Back to the Wrestling. This is the biggest night in the history of our sport. We are less than 24 hours removed from Starcade. If you missed it on pay-per-view. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But we are not here actually to talk about WCW. All, all Tony Schiavone, uh, kidding aside, I do love Tony Schiavone in all, mm-hmm. all seriousness. Um, but no, we are actually, um, you know, talking about a different network show and, uh, like Chris Tyler alluded to, uh, we are talking about the debut episode of NXT on USA. Uh, long time coming. I know a lot of people very excited for the uh, the yellow and black brand to make the move from the network over to network television, and we got it 
a couple of weeks ago as we're recording this. And a very exciting time, isn't it, guys? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, it is. Yeah. It, it's interesting. Yes. This, this could, in 20 years, this in 20 years could be what we refer to as the days of hallowed antiquity. Now. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the, uh, you know, it, it's funny because we're with these new TV deals that are coming with, um, uh, for, for WWE and then the debut upcoming of AEW Wednesday night dynamite on TNT, mm-hmm. getting back to the WCW aspect, um, you know, and then the movement of NXT, the migration from the network exclusive to uh, USA network. It's it's funny we're we're getting back into that uh, you know that time when wrestling is just everywhere absolutely everywhere. There's more wrestling content available now, easily uh, 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 attainable than at any time ever before. Yeah, uh, I was on I was on Cage Side the other day and somebody made a comment about this like wow there's just wrestling on every night now and I said yeah that's how we used to roll back in the late nineties. Yeah, I mean seriously, you know, used to the the gauntlet was you either picked. Raw or Nitro, whichever one you wanted to watch, you taped yeah. the other one yeah. um, on Monday. Then you, on Tuesday, you watched the one you taped, right? Yeah. Then on Wednesday, you watched Thunder, and Thursday was SmackDown, and Friday was ECW on TNN, and then Saturday was Saturday night or Shotgun Saturday night, you know, depending again where you went. And yeah. then Sunday was Main Event or Heat or both. You know, and maybe the pay per view if you if you were you know had uh, deep pockets you know mm. had or, uh, or rich Black uncle Box. Ted you know bankrolling you or Black Box one or of the Black. two oh, oh, Black Box yeah <laughs> yeah so that, so that was it you know that was your whole week and now now we're kind of we're kind of in the same boat you know so it's like yeah. it's just now 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 it's the Wednesday night war instead of the Monday night war right mm-hmm. and WWE um, you know they 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 knew that you know first saying they're not afraid of a t-shirt company they sure loaded the dick on uh, yeah. both this episode and the the, the pre the uh the following episodes of nxt to make sure you knew that on wednesdays you tune your channel to uh, usa not tnt if you want to see where the real big boys play i guess oh, one say. well i i'm surprised <laughs> they haven't done what yeah. yet because fox already announced that uh friday night um the fourth is starting at 7 30 smackdown is on and I'm like, but SmackDown starts at 8. But they're saying, tune in at 7.30. They have a special half-hour lead-in to SmackDown that they were hyping all through the football games yesterday, all through the football games today, everything. Even the baseball game last night, the Mets game, they were hyping, you know, well, there's going to be wrestling on uh, starting Friday. we got to make sure we're here. 7.30, lot in Saturday. I'm like, they're treating it like a pregame show. Well, is it going to be a match, or are they just going to – are they going to just – people up to speed on on the storylines i mean i don't know all i know is that they they were saying they're they're hyping it like like when you watch uh like like the mets game last night like at seven o'clock you to to 7 15 they did the in-studio stuff and then the mets game started at 7 15 so um like it was like they're just kind of setting you up it's like it's like the pregame show they would do before any um you know any actual sporting event kind of thing so i i wonder i wonder if that's what it's going to be if it's going to be like, hey, here's what's been going on. Here's what, here's what happened this week on Raw. Here's what happened this week on NXT. I don't know. Um, I'll put it this way. This past Friday, they showed the it was the one hour best of SmackDown. Like, and they're showing John Cena and Kurt Angle and like uh, Eddie Guerrero. I'm like, everyone in this, everyone you're talking about doesn't wrestle anymore. 
Um, but literally, it was like, hey, remember all these guys? It was trying yeah. to get people excited about, like, oh, I remember these guys. None of them are going to be there Friday. But we'll have wrestling again on this channel this time from Friday. So um, I don't blame it. I, I would not be surprised if NXT, um, within the next couple weeks, starts beginning its show at 745. You know? So... It, we'll see what happens. I just, you know, I don't know if it's going to happen or not, but I, I, I could definitely see that be where they go with that. Um, you know, giving it a few minutes early start kind of thing so they could actually um, maybe capture that audience early. You know what I'm saying? Or even 730. Yeah. They start at 730, right. you know. And literally, yeah, and, you know, and, and part of, yeah, and part of the whole deal that we've heard uh, with the, specifically with the move of, of SmackDown over to Fox is a sports-centric, sports-centric, sports-centric. And, you know, we've heard a lot of chatter about there's going to be, like you said, a um, like a, uh, a magazine show or a, you know, yeah. a pregame type of show. Like a, that's going to be, the, right now the title that I've heard is uh, WWE Backstage, and mm-hmm. Renee Young is supposed to be hosting it. And that's, that's where all the rumors are. Oh, CM Punk is coming back to host this backstage show. And supposedly he was in L.A. doing a... Uh, uh, um, a screen test for it. And it's like, well, I'll believe that when I see it. But yeah. you know, that, that notwithstanding, yeah, I think they're, they're really pushing that sports centric angle. And you know, that's, and Hey, that's, you know, that, that, that's, that's what AEW is doing. So it's not real surprising. Yeah. So, uh, so we'll see how that so, goes. But so when they say pushing as sports centric, that means they basically going to put the belt on Brock and he's going to have it forever then because <laughs> he's an actual <laughs> athlete. Well, you know, I mean, that's the thing is that it, it is, you know, like I said, supposedly sports centric. And remember who, you know, the executive producer of SmackDown is, you know, uh, it's it's easy. Eric Bischoff. Controversy uh, creates cash. That is you true. Know, get eyeballs on there. We, we, we said it on the group chat that we have. We were watching uh, SmackDown a few weeks ago and, uh, you know, Kofi Kingston and, and uh, the New Day beat, uh, you know, uh, Revival and Randy Orton and out comes. Uh, Brock Lesnar and they challenge, you know, Lesnar's going to challenge Kofi for the title in that first SmackDown on Fox. And I said, this is so Eric Bischoff. (laughs) This is surprise reality and anticipation. It's, it's 60% of Sarsa right there in one, in one segment. It's like, yep, that's Eric Bischoff right there, folks. But Eric Bischoff (laughs) knows how to make TV. I mean, that's, that's what he is. I mean, you can say what you want about Bischoff's booking style or how he was as a, whatever, but Bischoff makes TV shows. He knows how to make TV shows and that's what he's doing. And he's making something for network TV. That's what he's known to do. The problem yeah. is when everyone starts going like, well, Eric Bischoff, let him book everything. It's like, that's not his strong suit. You know, kind of well, And Bischoff will be the first one to tell yeah. you that he wasn't a booker. He's a TV guy. That's what I'm saying. And, and, yeah. and, and, and you can say the opposite about Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman's not a TV guy. He's a booker. He knows how to get angles. He knows how to uh, make things hot. He knows how to get things like that. But he's not a guy who makes, uh, you know, he's not looking for network TV. His stuff was like, you know, why, why was ECW, why you watch it now? You're like, what are we watching? Like, it's hard to watch ECW. Well, it's hard without the music. The music really made that show. But it was like quick hitting. It was like a music video. It was awesome. It was like, wow, this is cutting edge. This is crazy crap we're watching here. And then, like, and then he, and then he would hit you with angles and surprises and everything like that. But it was all about the more about, like, you know, him hyping up what was good and hiding what they didn't have. But it wasn't about the slick TV and the pyro and looking great. It was like, yeah. This looks down and dirty. It's like it's like someone filmed this. Like nowadays, it'd be like someone found this like found footage kind of thing, and it happened to be this really cool wrestling organization, you know. So, um, we'll see. I would see. This is something I do not understand, and I and I, I've tried as hard as I can, and I've watched 
I, I just watched the uh, when I was I went to Franco's house and we watched the uh, what was the pay per view All Out or is that the new one right Is that the one that just the, happened? La- the latest the latest one for EW was All Out All yes. Out Yes that's the one we watched and there was no major surprises there or anything like that whatever and I get that and you know Franco said to me he goes well you know they're they're saying they're going to have uh, you know the, a six man and it's going to be Jericho and two mystery partners who could the mystery partners be I said who should it be or who's it going to be Right. And he goes, well, what do you mean? I go, who should it be? Well, it should be like the revival or like someone like or like literally CM Punk and, you know, uh, uh, you know, like Samoa Joe, like something like that, like something where it's like, holy cow, are you kidding? Like, you know, because they're never going to be able because you're not going to get Hulk Hogan. You're not going to get like and then those guys shouldn't be wrestling anyway. What I'm saying is, like, but can you imagine the pop if it was Hulk Hogan who came oh out? God, yeah. oh, no, of course, of course, of course. No, but I'm, what I'm saying is, but like, but like, that's the thing. It's like, so what I don't understand is, like, Tony Khan. Like, I understand he's not rich. His dad's rich, but he seems to be able to spend whatever money he feels like spending anyway of his dad's money, right? Yeah, there you, you go. Know, there's only like, I get it. You're not going to buy a team from Vince McMahon because McMahon's not about to sell you the revival. He's not about to sell you. Like Bobby Roode. I mean, Bobby Roode would be great. Good Lord. Can you imagine Bobby Roode? And he'd be the heavyweight champion before you know it um, in, in AEW. But he, he's not going to sell you guys like that. Um, but uh, ROH would. You know? Like, you, you, want, you want shock and awe. I guarantee you right now, no one, no one is expecting the Briscoes. Right now. If the Briscoes walked out as Jericho's partner, everyone would be like, holy. I mean, there would just be an audible. Do they, like, like, not actually, no one actually turns channels anymore, but an audible clicking over of everyone going, going, what? Like, the Briscoes, because when LAX came out at the pay-per-view, like, literally, they come out, and I'm like, oh, my God, it's LAX. And I'm like, it's not the real LAX, but it's the new LAX. It's kind of like LAX light, you know? No, if it was, if it was. <laughs> they, hey, they, hey, let me tell you, the current, the current LA, the current LAX was, has been LAX longer than the the. And uh, and hot stuff were I think at this point so well, they, no, they've I'm been LAX saying, for a while now. But, but that's <laughs> fine. But I'm saying, but the real LAX is her, is uh, is Homicide and Hernandez because Supermax you're throwing people around and you know and uh, you know Homicide being Homicide. But it's still it just I just don't hey understand. don't don't be don't be dissing on Apollo and Machete. <laughs> Machete. Machete. <laughs> um, I just I just know him down for me, Homicide. <laughs> I just don't understand how he's not going in like, I mean, and again, maybe they are, but it seems like, you know, they're hitching their horses to like the, the young bucks who I'm, I mean, the young bucks, first of all, look old. Let's just be honest. The young bucks now is a misnomer. One of them doesn't have any hair. He's like got a big bald spot. I'm just saying this like, but I don't think they are the level. Like you, you need a superstar. You have one, you have Chris Jericho and Chris Jericho is a superstar. Right. And Cody Rhodes is really good. I'm not taking anything from Cody Rhodes. I don't think Cody Rhodes is he's he's not there mainstream enough, you know, for everybody. He's a good guy in the ring. And so I like Sean Spears and not that I don't like guys there. It's just that like you need a name. And you need somebody who's like, oh like even if you're not a wrestling fan, you're like, Oh, I know who that is. And the only one that fits that bill right now is CM Punk. And I know people are like, Oh my god, Jay, you're saying because you love punk. I do. But CM Punk right now is still a big enough name that's floated around. People know who it is, even if you don't know who it is. Right. You know? And I'm not saying that Punk needs to come in and run roughshod the whole thing. Literally, 
even if they signed him uh, to like a one show thing and he debuted and they, that pops their ratings right there. So they get people that come flip over to, you know, to put your, to get your, get back to that channel. That's what you need to do. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. I just, <laughs> uh, see, personally, I'm, I believe that the, the team that's going to come out with Jericho, Jericho's going to come out. He's going to do his whole spiel. He's going to get on the mic. He's going to bring up this team and it's going to pop a rating. I really think it's going to be when, when, when Ralphus and the Jericho-holic ninja come out as you know, Jericho personal security out there with them, I think it's just going to go through the roof. They're just potential guys with no ceiling, you know? Yeah. It's and uh, and Ralph has passed away. So, uh, yeah, but hey, you know what? Hey, straight... That's why the pop would be so big. Exactly. Yeah. He's back no one sees Not it coming. Not since Lazarus. Has anyone risen from the dead? <laughs> <laughs> nobody, nobody sees that coming. Yeah. That's going to blow up social media. That's all I'm I got to say about that. I, I'm just saying, it, it, it seems like we, we get we get the same, we get a lot of the same matches over and over with the the Lucha Bros versus the Bucks. Um, it just seems like they don't have. I mean, to me, you have I think the best young heel in the business in MJF, but they're not ready yet to make MJF a main event guy. Okay, I get it. He's still young. No one really knows him yet, even though he kind of got in an argument. On uh, on uh, Twitter with um, what's his face Joe Manganiello. Joe Manganiello. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I guess if you're gonna get you know get some that stuff. that was I mean that would that was so funny because you had the mainstream people that were all getting worked, and yeah. then you had the marks that were getting worked. Right. And then MJF laughing at everybody because yeah. he's working everybody. Yeah. And Joey Mags, who's dead serious. Yeah. You know, it's like what it's like. It's like 2019, ladies and gentlemen. That's all I can say to that. Yeah, no, I'm just saying it's just – I mean, you're trying to think, like, you know, the the whole point is, like, NXT, you know, I mean, again, people are like, well, NXT, they're all up-and-coming guys or developmental. Uh, you know, you do have the ability to say, hey, NXT, John Cena's going to be in the house this week for a special – not to have a match. He's going to come out, and he's going to present the, you know, the, 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 North, the new North American title. We're going to have a new belt made, and John Cena will present it. Or, hey, Triple H is on this week because he's the owner. Or right. hey, you know the Undertaker. Like they, if they get desperate, they can always pop ratings with guys under contract. Just literally send Undertaker yeah. well, down there and pop this rating. Well, and and it doesn't even need to be guys like that. It can be guys like hey, Kevin Owens is coming back, or yes, yes, you yes. know, Sami Zayn, or um, Asuka, or any of these other number of main roster folks mm-hmm. who got their start in NXT. NXT has because I mean, you don't realize how long NXT's been around, even yeah. if you discount. The original version of NXT, if you think of only the full sale version of right, NXT, right. it's been around for a number of years at this. Yeah. Well, yeah. A lot of NXT talent that has moved on up that have become top guys. You know, uh, AJ Styles not one of them, but top guys. Top guys don't carry yeah. their own bags. No, I'm saying uh, right, you know, from you NXT, so they can always bring those guys back to get a pop too. Yeah, no, I'm saying, but, but if you needed to get a mainstream news pop, right? If you say, like, okay, Seth Rollins, that's a major name, right? Or Becky Lynch, because they both came from NXT. I get it. But right. you say The yeah. Undertaker, that, that's, like, next level. I mean, people kind of know who Becky Lynch is, and then people know who Seth Rollins is. But The Undertaker is next level. Steve Austin's yeah. next level. The Rock is next level. And the thing about that is none <laughs> of those guys are going to show up on TNT. You know, so. Yeah, uh, right. I don't know. I just. I, I have to, I have to, I just have to say something real quick. Talking about The Rock, I was listening. We were talking about Eric Bischoff, and I was listening to him and Conrad the other day, mm-hmm. and they were, they were. Then Conrad asked him about The Rock when he first, like, at the in like 1997, 
Right. And he says, I didn't give him much thought. He's like, that, that's not damning him. It's just he didn't really stand out to me. And Khan's like, well, I think he did okay. You know? And, <laughs> well, Eric, and Eric said, you know, I don't... Eric and Eric is Eric. No, but Eric said he's, I don't think he's having any trouble paying the bills. Let's just right. leave it at that. I'm saying, but you, <laughs> you saw you saw Rocky Maivia, like the original. Yeah. Like the, if you could tell me that's going to be the highest paid actor in Hollywood, I wouldn't no. believe it. I would, and, no, and, he, and I will and I will say that as a rock as a legit and right. Jay will back me up on this an unironic Rocky Maivia mark. Yeah. Because he was such a throwback baby face. He reminded me of like Kevin Von Erich back in World Class. Just keep smiling, you know, just keep smiling. And then they turned to me, I'm like, oh, this is brilliant. Yeah. This, yeah. <laughs> I was, I, oh, a lot of people say, you know, this is, this is rich. I'm not, I'm not one of these guys that, like Jay said, I didn't, nev- I never thought Rock would become what he is now. But I, I was an early mark for him and I was an early adopter, like him in the nation and all that. I was a big oh, fan man. of the nation anyway had, because of, yeah. The nation, man. They, who, the heat? Woo. Oh, yeah. The real life heat. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, like, not surprising, but yeah. Uh, yeah, but but in any in any event, yeah, not, none of those guys are, are showing up on TNT, and it's funny, um, Jay. One of the names you mentioned uh, that can show up getting into this first episode of NXT. Who opened the first episode of NXT on the USA Network? Triple H. Well, the owner, the guy he runs the <laughs> yeah. thing. When, the but owner. when you think of, but when you think of young, dynamic. <laughs> the new face of wrestling, it's got to be me out there. It's got to be me. Well, but in all fairness, though, like, that's who they should have opened. I, I understand that. I actually have, did not have Adam a problem Cole, with that. I'm saying you have Adam no, Cole I didn't out have, there or um, you I, have whatever, you yeah. know. I didn't, any, I didn't have any issue with Triple H opening it. I just, the irony of it was too funny, Yeah, you know. No, no, I know, <laughs> but I'm saying, but if you have Adam Cole out there, even though he's, like, you know, they're one of the top, the top, you know, heels in the bit, people are like, who's that? But Triple H, again, another guy, you're like, oh, shit, I know who this guy is, right? You know, kind of thing. Yeah. All right. I mean, yeah. there's a reason, like, I mean, I don't know if any, ever, anyone's ever watched that Steve Austin show that's on after Raw. Um, you know, it's kind of dull, uh, but, like, but it's Steve Austin. And, like, oh, Steve Austin's going to meet up with Jim Riggleman, and he's going to meet up with <laughs> whoever. And I'm like, okay. And I watched it, and I'm like, Miz and Mrs. is way better than this. But, like, um, <laughs> what it is, Miz and Mrs. is hysterical. Well, the um, Miz and Mrs. is a little better scripted, I think, yes. than the Steve Austin yeah, well, show, too. So. Yeah. And what I'm just saying is, <laughs> like, remember, remember, the only difference between regular television and reality television is that the writers on reality te- television are non-union. Yeah. Oh. Um, <laughs> so, I'm just saying, it's, but it's one of those things, just like, okay, like, I get this and what they're doing, but to have Triple H open was great. I mean, it, it's because, it's, again, Triple H, as much as you want to, you're joking, I know, but he is NXT. Like, Yes, he, absolutely. NXT, whenever they have it, like, you know, when, when they were in, like, Bridgeport or whatever, it's like, you know, are you guys ready to see something? He's there. He's he's in, hands-on. If you ever, I don't know if you guys saw the network special, Triple H talking about getting rid of WrestleMania and all this stuff, how much he does in a week, you're like, well, has this guy ever find time to work out four times a day like he does? You know, kind of thing like, <laughs> literally, this guy is working out at midnight with trainers, personal trainers in his house. Jesus. At midnight, after he's getting home or one o'clock in the morning, because he and he doesn't see his daughters. Like he's working and he's like, well, I gotta get in the gym and start working out. And like he's not like working out. Like let me get on the treadmill and do ten minutes. Like he's literally doing a workout. You're like, are you insane? Like. <laughs> what? That's a lot, dude. Stop. You know, kind of thing. And like, but then he goes in the next morning. He's like, all right, got my, he got his giant bottle thing of water he's got with him. He's like, uh, let's get this thing rolling here, you know? And it's like, he goes and sees Rick Rubin just in the middle of the week. 
We fly out to California to see Rick Rubin about a project they're going to work on. You know, fly back. WrestleMania. Who cares? You're like, this is nuts. But yeah, <laughs> you know, so. Hey, well, but, you know, he's, he did marry into a, uh, you know, multi-million dollar company, so. Yeah, well. His father-in-law might has him out nuts any day of the week. So uh, oh, that's well, yeah, yeah. Can, can you imagine? Better not sneeze. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, well, you know what's crazy is that we we've talked about this hypothetical. Like, if Triple H takes over when Vince finally dies, may it happen many years from now. May Vince live a long and healthy life. But Vince is never going to retire. No. You know, he's gonna he's gonna be like Vern Gagne doing this way past the time he should probably stop. Yeah. You know. When, when Vince finally does die, it's going to be Triple H that's going to take over. It's not going to be Shane. It, no. It's, you know, it's, it's not going to be just Steph. It's going to be Triple H running the day-to-day. What is this company going to look like at that point, you know? At that point, I mean, I'm assuming the technology will just have the programs beam directly into our brain, Ooh. you know, or something similar. But I'm just not it, – it's, it's just odd. It's, it's been his singular vision for so long, mm-hmm. you know, for literally all of our lives – yeah. The yeah. WWF slash WWE has been Vince McMahon's vision, ultimately. It's just very strange to think about that, especially compare it like to WCW, which between God. the NWA and Jim Crockett promotions and world, and world, yeah, well, WCW under, you know, Jim Hurd and WCW under uh, Kevin Sullivan and WCW with, you know, Bischoff and then Russo and then Russo and Bischoff. And, you know, it's like there's so many different versions of this. It's the schizophrenic experience, right. whereas... Yes, WWF has gone up and down, up and down, but generally there's been one voice steering it, right? So it's just something to think about. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but uh, but yeah, like Luke said, so we have Triple H open the show. Uh, he's very intense, you know, kind of thing. And they show the live side of the audience, which is of course on their feet screaming. And Full Sail is not a big uh, arena, but it's I mean, it's no. it's packed to the gills, um, yeah. which is exactly what they want. I mean, uh, put it this way, if if AEW can learn anything from watching NXT is how to open a show because literally the pay-per-view opens with people on their phones. Like it goes, there they are at the, whatever the fuck arena they're in, in Chicago and literally people on their phones texting and doing things. Oh, we're, Oh, oh it's on. Uh, like what? Like, yeah, why did you not smart. get the announcement ring going? All right, folks, we're going live in five seconds. You know, let's, let's make some noise. Get to, you know, Put your fucking phones down, you dumb pieces of shit. I don't give a crap what you say to them. <laughs> Piss them off. I don't give a crap. Just do something like, your mom's a whore. Like, oh, she is. All right. You know, kind of thing. Whatever. You know, whatever it takes. I don't care. You know, even Bubba Ray Dudley, the crowd, for all I give a shit. But literally, <laughs> their pay-per-view opens. It's, oh, the, the, you Bubba Ray Dudley, the crowd. Is that where you take a guy backstage because he booed your girlfriend and then threatened to kill him? Is that the new that's, version that's, of that's that? That's the new one, yeah. <laughs> I mean, nowadays, but literally, I mean, it, it's, it's an entire show. I mean, I'm, and I'm not trying to dump on AEW's paper, but it's true. They they literally were searching the crowd to find any hot chicks they could find. Then they just went for any girls, period. And it was a lot of guys in black shirts. And I get it. They're a T-shirt company. Yep. I have a T-shirt. Mine says, you know, AEW is Jericho. Have it. Work to school. Um, and it's a lot of guys in shirts literally looking down at their phones. And I wish it was just that pay-per-view, but, like, I went back and looked at the other ones, like Fighter Fest and um, Fight for the Fallen, and it, they're all that. All of them is that. And I'm like, huh. Now, I'm not saying that the crowd at Full Sail isn't down looking at their phones, 
but it didn't start that way on TV. That's for damn sure. It was everyone right. on their feet screaming. And, and yeah, I absolutely. And I should throw this out there, dude, because I, I know, I know, um, you know, again, it, it's life gets you know in the way sometimes. So it's not every single week am I watching NXT right when it's happening. But I watch NXT. I would say pretty regularly, you know, even like a day later or whatever, or catch up on them. And I've seen every one of the takeovers. I know Luke, you watched all the takeovers. I don't know how much NXT you watched, you know, when it happened, probably none, right? <laughs> this is the first episode of NXT television I ever watched no, no, but, 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 of, of this, of this iteration. I used to watch the old NXT yeah. back in the day. <laughs> right. But I'm saying, but, but, but I'm saying, but you, but you've seen all, you've seen all these, the, uh, the, the takeovers. I've seen pretty much all the takeovers. Right. Yeah. I, don't, I think I might've missed one or two in there. And, yeah. And Chris, did you, you watch NXT? On the network when it happens, or do you watch it later? Or? I was I, well for the last two years. I've been watching it the night it happens. Okay. Um, yeah. Which I mean, we, we all know it's taped, but what I'm saying is like, and and I know you the night it airs. Yeah, the night it airs. And I know you've seen all the takeovers also. So, yeah. folks, it's not like we're talking out our ass like we've never seen any of this stuff. Even if Luke hasn't watched all the episodes or whatever, he knows all the guys are. This is this. Is I would say, to, to be fair, to be fair, I know most of these guys from Ring of Honor. Yeah, well, yes. <laughs> what I'm saying is, uh, well, yes. But I'm saying is, but like, it's not like we're saying like, oh, well, this is like we know this isn't new. We know NXT is not this brand new fangled thing. We've been watching this stuff for years. We've seen these guys. We saw these guys when they when they were not even all like you know. Got to get, got to get cut up. You got to get lean. You got to you know, thin out, as they tell them to do in WWE, and that's why everyone gets hurt. We saw them on ROH. We saw them when they were 20 years old. We saw them whenever. So when we say like, look, this is what we got. We are three guys who have watched this shit for a long time. You right. Know? Yeah. And 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 we've seen enough good wrestling, and even more bad wrestling. <laughs> no, no, I'm not kidding. To know when shit. No, bad. there's there's a lot there's a lot more bad wrestling yeah. out there than good. Yes, yes. Yeah, it's a shame when we have to say that because again, and 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 I get it. When in NXT and AEW are now for as long as they run head to head are going to be linked together, but it's true. What AEW has an advantage, and they don't exploit the advantage. You say, well, how are you not exploiting your advantage? We've seen little tiny companies run out of a freaking like out, out of like his a mom like paulie's mom's basement basically in scarsdale run the whole company out of there when you call and order the shirt you spoke to tommy dreamer on the phone i know i did right when you when you when you sent a thing in bubba ray dudley put it in a package i know he mailed it to us i'm saying is we've seen little companies make their show look larger than life and now you have a company with all this money that wants to make it look like it's podunk. And maybe it's going to be better in a couple of days when Dynamite premieres. I'm hoping to God it is. I'm missing my freaking model meeting so I can be home that night to see it happen. And I'm just saying, we've seen bad stuff, you know? We've seen it fall <laughs> flat. And on the other side, we've also seen, like, the first episode of Nitro. And people still talk about yeah. it. Because why? D Raw was preempted for the dog show, I think, or something like that. It starts out. Uh, I think it was tennis. Oh, I think tennis. It was tennis. Sorry. Actually. The other, the yeah. other dog show, you know, kind of thing. Right? The other dog yeah. show. <laughs> <laughs> so funny people chasing balls. Same thing, right? Um, one, one of one of one of Vince McMahon and Jerry Lawler's greatest exchanges uh, on Raw 
is when they were announcing that Raw was going to be preempted. Raw will not be seen next week on USA Network. And uh, King goes, that's not because of Billionaire Ted, is it? He goes, no, it's for another dog show, King. Right, yeah. <laughs> Westminster Dog Show. <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? Like, so they have an opportunity. I think NXT here, um, again, not a brand new product. We've, you know, again, you could have seen this work, but for, for the, from a lot of people who don't have the network, and it's hard yeah, to believe people don't have the good. network. But well, it, it has to why be pay for Why pay for wrestling when it's free on TV every week yeah. for multiple hours? I mean, I get it. I get it. Yeah, I'm just saying it. So. Anyway, but we okay. So let's actually get to the card here. So the first match up, which I did not think was a good match to open with, um, because I don't think it's. I mean, there's a lot of story to this match leading yes. in, um, and ha- knowing the story, I liked it. But I don't think it's the match I would open my brand new show with. But the women's fatal four way of Io Shirai, uh, Bianca, uh, Bianca, Bianca Belair, Mia Yim, who I love, and Candice LeRae. Um, and damn, did those women beat the shit out of each other. Oh, yeah, <laughs> they did. Um, for those of you who don't know, um, uh, Io Shirai, uh, she was uh, a, a face, and now she's a major heel. She turned on oh, Candice yeah. LeRae. Candice LeRae is Johnny Gargano's um, wife, who's about the same height as he is, which is really sad for Johnny's, but hey, whenever. Um, <laughs> no, all the fun stuff matches up when you're the same height. Yeah, well... <laughs> Johnny Gorgonagano. Garagino? Garagano. Johnny Garagano and Tomasa. Who's Lucy? Who's Lucy? Who's Lucy? Pa. So. Yeah, I mean, I mean, this, you know, one of the things, and again, you know, I love that we keep referring to this because Triple H said it, and so that makes it, you know, out there in the public. Um, they say they're not concerned by a t-shirt company, but by having your first match be this women's four-way, this is a direct shot at AEW. Because yeah. AEW's whole thing has been about, oh, we're inclusive, we're diverse, we're different, we're progressive, we're forward-thinking, we're not your dad's wrestling company, despite the fact that your dad probably watched our owner's dad wrestle, you know, so... <laughs> That's a shirt. And probably... Ch- my yeah, my dad watched your owner's dad wrestle. Yeah, right. Yeah, we're not your dad's wrestling company on the back, but I'm sure your dad watched my dad's wrestling company <laughs> wrestle. I think. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, we got we got a white girl, a Japanese girl, an African American girl, and a half black, half Asian girl. Yeah. And it's like and yeah, and I mean, it's it's and, it, and it's all women and. Yeah, that that this to me is the oh you want it's like AEW's getting a lot of a lot of attention for all their women. Hey, we got the best women on the planet right here, and look, they're in all different shapes and colors too. And, and, and all four and all four of them can work. Yeah, I, yes. I, mean, yeah. I mean, and and this was better than we got well, a lot of. This is the problem. AEW has some talented women there, some amazingly talented women, and at the pay per view they had Jazz and they had Awesome Kong and they had Mercedes Martinez. Women I love, women that can work and are awesome. All three of them kind of got shit on in the match. They put them in the, in the thing, and they put Allie over. Now I'm not saying anything. I know it's Pepper Parks' wife, and I like Allie. She's cute, but, but Allie is not a fucking star. Okay, Allie is not on the level of any of these four women in this ring. Because these women in this ring can work their asses off. They can work with bigger women, smaller women. They can do anything you want to do. These are four of the best workers. They have down there on the female side. 
right now in NXT, right? Yeah. Bianca Belair is oh. strong as most men, right? Yeah. Mia Yim, I mean, I know I know people are like, well, Mia Yim, like, I mean, like she needs to tighten up. She's a little flabby she, in the middle. Mia Yim will no, fuck I, you up. Like she'll fuck you up. Yeah, she will fuck you up. I, I think I think she needs a little bit more time down there before she's made roster ready, but there's definitely potential there. But Mia Yim, I was a fan of Mia Yim, and Luke knows this, way back in the TNA days, right? I mean, yeah, we were part that's of the, right. uh, part yeah. of the dollhouse. Mia Yim is, I mean, I've watched Mia Yim wrestle on, in Shimmer. I've watched her wrestle on Indies, on Chick Fight. I love Mia Yim. She's no joke. And her whole thing is about Mia, and again, if you, for those of you who may not know about Mia Yim, right, her whole thing was that she was in a severely abusive relationship. Like her, her boyfriend was basically almost killing her, like was almost murdering her. When he would go into a rage, he would choke her almost to death. And she's like, I'm not a victim. I'm fighting back. And she would fight back. And he almost beat her to death. And her whole thing is about this is not happening anymore. So you want to have a story, AEW, your, you know, your story about like, I got it. I know why you're pushing uh, Nyla. Uh, it's called the Nia Jax. Uh, uh, Nyla Rose. Nyla Rose. I know why you're Nyla pushing Rose. her. Yeah. I know why you're pushing her. And you know what? I respect that. But you are dropping the ball with your story. There's a special on the network about with Mia Yim talking about the, the abuse she went through and how she would never let another woman do it, how she trains women to fight back so they are not a victim. This is your opportunity. WWE, the one thing you can say, whether you like the product, don't like the product, they put out. It's slick. Everything they produce oh, yeah. looks good. It's oh, edited well. It's lit well. That's yeah, the thing. They're, you know? they're, 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 yeah, they're, they're, their production yeah, it's cannot be top. It's, it's the, it's, again, it's, it's the old discussion. You can be better than, different than, or less than. Yeah. And you're not going to be better than WWE on production. And that's been the case for 20, that 30 years at this point. More than that. I mean, because look, yeah. at, it's, they've got 50 years of doing it. It's, you right. know. It's well, it's tough to, it, to top that. I'm saying, I mean, even yeah. yeah, even going back into the 70s and 80s, yeah, yeah, they had better TV production than than the NWA or the AWA. So it, it they're you're never going to compete right. on that level. So you got to do something different. You can't do it. Whereas here, you know, they're, they're in their element. They've been doing NXT TV. I mean, yeah, this is the first time a lot of people maybe are seeing it on just because it's on on television, not on the network. Right. But this ain't their first rodeo. They know how to put together a show, and and that you know it, it's it's tough to compete against that. And it looks, you know, it, and not just that, it looks professionally done. Everything. Oh yeah. The graphics look good. And, the in and out of the breaks look perfect. Example. Perfect example. They go to a commercial, which I'm not used to with NXT because you know they no, kind of have the yes, like it's, it's jarring. <laughs> it's, but I'm like, what the fuck's commercial doing here, right? That's why when I watched it back on the network, I'm like, oh, this is way better now. They come back out of the commercial. Do they come back to what happens on Raw and SmackDown often where now they put it in the corner so you can watch the whole thing? They don't come back to a rest hold where someone's got a headlock on. They come back to a fucking Tower of Doom, for Christ's yeah. sake. And I'm like, <laughs> now it took a second. You're like, and, and what happens? Oh, welcome back. They're in the Tower of Doom, folks. You're like, what the hell is a Tower of Doom? Because you might never have seen this before. Because remember, <laughs> yeah, normally you normally you got to pay extra for that no, kind of action. That. You know, yeah. normally you had to watch. You had to watch. You have to watch um, uh, either. You have to watch TNA or Impact. What do you want to call it? Because there, and nobody wa- and nobody watches Impact. I no. mean, I think we can all agree on that. And it's a shame because they were putting out the best product for a while. I mean, they used to have literally the best women's matches going. That they they had oh, the, yeah. the be- knockouts matches were better than anything WWE could do. So what did WWE do? They stepped their game up and they got women who could wrestle. And all of a sudden, they got like uh, Sarah Del Rey down there training these girl women. 
they're not girls, right? Kind of changing women, getting them ready to go. And now they put on those matches now. Becky Lynch and Charlotte having a match is exactly what we used to see back in the day with like Nikki Rocks and um, uh, Angelina Love and Velvet Sky and all. I mean, you could name them, you know, the who's who, uh, you know, of we're back in the knockouts division. They now are doing that stuff. These women are doing now. It is a lot of spots in this match, but it's a fatal four way. It's all about the spots. And yeah. I know some people didn't like, don't like that. I was, I was, you know, the feedback. Somebody's like, well, they did too many spots, too many of this. It's a fatal four way opening the, the, the debut episode of, on NXT, of, uh, on NXT on USA Network. It yeah, has to gotta get spots. those eyeballs to stay yeah. on the channel. And yeah. it doesn't hurt that you have four, you know, good looking women in the ring too. It's not like you got like something like, it's not like, it's not like back in the day. When you're gonna roll Moolah out there, and maybe Billy <laughs> Martin, and maybe uh, whatever the heck was that? Um, I forgot what the woman was. She had the giant mole on her face. Like you know, you're not rolling. Oh, Leilani Kai? No, no, no. The, the <laughs> one, the one who literally she had black hair. She looked like someone's mom. It looked like Judy <laughs> Bagwell was out there, right? <laughs> what I'm saying is, you you're putting four women who are ex- insane athletes who can do pretty much anything. The only the only person who's missing in this match, and it's because she's not very good in the ring yet. Is uh, is um, Catanzaro? Um, Casey Catanzaro, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, the, the chick was dating Ricochet, right? The, she's yeah. doing- who who most most people would probably know more from American Ninja Warrior than they do from WWE. That's maybe why I would have her out there, but she couldn't hang with these women. She can't do what they do no, yet. Not yet. Well, and, yeah, and, and and of course the the rumor was also floating around right around the time that this aired that she was done and she was leaving because she had also been hurt. So I don't. That I think that might have well, e- even if even if you're thinking of a from a oh well a lot of people know Casey Catanzaro she was a big YouTube star with the American Ninja Warrior stuff um, that there, there was you don't want to put somebody out there who's going to be gone in a, in two weeks anyway no, so no, I, and I agree I'm just saying is but I mean if, if that's maybe the only thing you could think about like none of these women have a name draw and the problem is is that you no longer have Ronda Rousey there is no bigger female name draw than Ronda Rousey. And you yeah. agree or disagree, folks, but it's true. Ronda Rousey's yep. name sells tickets. Yeah. Okay? She wasn't the main event of WrestleMania because they were like, I mean, you know, they have Ronda Rousey, you had Becky Lynch, and you had Charlotte in the main event of WrestleMania. And we talked about this. What happens if Ronda goes into business for herself? We had to put two women in the <laughs> ring to make sure that it's going to happen. Like, literally, you couldn't stop Ronda Rousey. If she decided we're going to do this my way, yeah. who's stopping her? Nobody. You know, the only people that can stop her are her friends. Right, exactly. That are all still in NXT. (laughs) The only three people who have a shot of stopping her. And I don't know about, um, uh, I mean, Shayna probably could. Shayna's bigger than her. But the only three people who could stop her are literally her best friends. No one else. Well, well, you know, you know, uh, uh, Nia Jax is a big woman. Nia Jax is a big woman. I get it. And she's, you know, Samoan. And I get that. And we'll part Samoan, whatever she might be. Your, her bones break just as easily. When you don't get to sucker punch somebody square in the face when they're not looking, yeah. guess what? You know, kind of thing. It's hard to throw a punch when your fingers are all pointing in different directions, right? <laughs> so, anyway, the, the, I just got to say this. I was watching the match again back today. Um, I absolutely hate with a passion the Poison Rana, the one that Candice LeRae throws in there. Where she, it's, it's the, it's the Hunakarana thrown in reverse. Where you spike the person on their head backwards? Yeah, yeah. I I don't care who gives it. I hate that move. It is so freaking dangerous to do. It looks cool because it could kill you. Right. 
And yeah. you got to, I mean, I mean, Mia Yim took it, and Mia knew what she was doing. But, like, you could even see then, she still lands on top of her head. It, we're talking, like, you know, an inch or two here, inch or two there. And we're talking, like, you know, for real paralyzed. For real. Yeah. Right. Well, that's, you know, that, that was always the deal with uh, Shane Helms and the vertebraker back in the day, right? You yeah, know? Yeah. And, and, you know, even, even things that seem as innocuous, you know, not, not to that degree, like, you know, AJ Styles, you know, yeah. he and uh, James Ellsworth, James Ellsworth almost got killed from a Styles clash. Yeah. Just because he had never taken it before. Right. You okay. know, all it takes, and, and that, and I'm not, I'm not knocking AJ Styles, who's, you know, not, I haven't heard anything about him hurting guys or anything no, like that. Yeah. And I'm not knocking, and I'm not knocking James Ellsworth, who I've not heard anything, but this is the most professional guy ever yeah. about James Ellsworth. You know, it's just he didn't know. It, it was just a miscommunication because he had never taken it before. And Styles, you know, saw it and <laughs> thankfully didn't kill James Ellsworth, you know. Right. But, yeah, you're right. Something like that, to me, it's like, yeah, we get it. It looks really cool. You got to be safe, though. And yeah. something that has that small of a margin for error drives me crazy because yeah. I'm in the same boat. You guys know the spot I hate? is when a guy will jump off the top and land on his feet. Oh, I my God. That. If you're, I, if, yeah, if you're, if you're yeah. a big guy, if, if you're, like, one of those guys that's over 250 and, like, over six feet tall, why are you jumping off the top rope? Yeah. yeah. Like, well, I, mean, I, I mean, because, you know, I mean, I can't speak for you guys. Uh, Jay, I think you, I think you saw it live, too. I saw Sid break his leg. Yes, I never oh, want to yeah. see that again. Yes, I don't okay. ever want to see that ever so, again. Ugh. And then they showed it on they Nitro. That's the part it. that ticked me. Yeah, they kept oh, and, and and even Scott Hudson was like, "Do we need to keep showing this?" Jesus. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> but Scott Hudson, the voice of reason. Um, yeah, but I'm saying like, like well, it, it was it was WCW in 2001. There weren't many voices of reason hey, anymore. You know what though? That's the that's the clip you show so that people don't try it at home. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know? But uh, but yeah, I mean, I I agree. I mean, again, cool spot. You know what? That that's a great fire pro wrestling move. Yes. Because if the spr- if if there's a critical on the sprites, I could just hit reset and everybody's okay. Right. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I I mean, I thought the rest of the match was good. I liked the ending. They went into when uh, Io Shirai is going for her moonsault because she's supposed to be the one who's best at that. She gets shoved off the top and knocks down Bel Air, and then you're able to have Candice LeRae come in and she hits her. She hits that that the the, the poison rana, which I hate, and then she does like she does a, a Jericho like you know lion salt there for the win, um, which is fine. And I thought it was good. Uh, I felt like the stare down with Shayna Baszler on TV was longer than it was on the on the on the network. It just felt really too long when I saw oh, it. Oh, it was TV. it was wicked long. It was wicked long. Right. Okay. So it wasn't just me because on the network when you watch it now, back now, it's short. It's okay, short. so they might have cut it, but it, it felt like an eternity on yeah. on USA. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I still felt it might be a little long in the end of the thing, but I'm like, I remember this being longer. Like it kept going on and on. Like this is on. It's like the Geico commercial. Can you just tell me so it can be over? Because I don't want to do this anymore. You know, it's like they're just standing there. I'm like. Either they better start making out or fight because like this is too much, right? And 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 again, normally you got to pay extra for that right, kind yeah. of action. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but and, 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 and I'm a Shane. I like Shane Baszler. I know a lot of people don't like her. They think she has no you know charisma. She's not whatever. She's not good for the sport. I think that's what the sport needs. They need a woman who's truly dangerous. And now they don't have Ronda Rousey anymore because she's off making babies. You know, kind of thing. Like I think it's gotta do a lot of young men. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying. It's it's I think it's important to have someone like Shayna Baszler. To me, Shayna Baszler is gotta be like she's she's the real evil in in you know she's yeah. a big bad guy. 
Yep. The other two, um, Shafir and um, Duke. Duke. I just are they ever going to learn how to work? Like I'm not trying to. Be I, mean, I don't know. But they're really cause... bad. Still. I just say, like, I've seen them work. They're just sloppy as shit. They look lost. They they look lost. And the other thing is the, the, the gear that they're giving them, the, the let's fight and let's play, yeah. it's like if you're trying to sell me on them being badasses, and I'm not saying this to be, like, sexist or anything, it's like I got to see what their physicality is too because it's like they're always covered up. And I know that they're generally they're, they're kind of thin, you know. But it's like so is Sony Deville. But I believe that she beat my ass, right? You know. So well, and the, well, the, yeah, the way that Sonya Deville carries herself, even though you know, okay, she's, yeah, she's got some fighting background, but she's not, you know, on the level of these no. women in a, in a in a in a in a shoot fight. But you believe it because she she actually sells you on her character because she's working, you know, right? And you put her in there with others that that help get her over, or he, right. she helps get people over in that way. You know, I had said that I had said that to you, Jay, a while back. It's like, um, you know, if they can't do, if, if if Rhonda's not there to work with Becky, they need to put her in there with, um, you know, put her in there with Sonya because Sonya's the same type of character. Mm-hmm. You know, even though yeah, she doesn't have the real life cred, she's still the MMA style character yeah. that you can continue that type of stuff. You know, yeah, and I'm you know, just, they, they they yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying, it's, it's just I think the problem becomes this. Is that when you when you have Ronda Rousey, no one is doubting that she could kill you. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the problem with Shayna Baszler, no one's doubting that she will fuck you up, right? No one's doubting that. I think if you put her in there with, um, um, God, totally blanked her name, uh, Mandy Rose's friend, um, Deville, Sonya Deville, Sonya Deville. I think you're kind of like it's like fake, and I'm not trying to bash on Sonya Deville because she's a, definitely a tough woman. I just can't buy her when I've already had Rhonda and I have, and I have uh, you know, Shayna. I just can't buy her as tough because she never fought in the UFC. She's never fought anywhere we've heard of. She never really – she's tough, but – okay. Okay, so and, – and I know people are going to be like, well, Jay, but it's all a work. How can you be like this? Like, I don't know. But, like – why is why is Jimmy Stewart listening to our show? That's what I'm just. I just don't believe it. Yeah. What I'm saying is like you've so, you've changed, you've changed. Hulk. You've changed. What happened? You you've turned your back on all the Hulkamaniacs and looked up to you. You're nothing but a, a scheming little spider, Hulk Hogan. So <laughs> the problem is this: is that when you watch you know you watch the Sonya and Mandy together, and you got like the whole idea, like they're friends or whatever, and I get it, and. And, you know, the big thing with, with, with Sonya is that she's openly gay. Okay, good for you. Like, it didn't matter to me if you are or not gay. I don't care. I literally am watching for the wrestling. But what happens when you see them, they're on there, and she's supposed to buy her as a badass. She's supposed to be this absolute badass. And she's hanging out with, like, and I'll be honest with you, Mandy Rose is a bitch on TV, right? I mean, that's yeah. what, that's the character she plays. But then they say, hey, make sure you watch the ride-along with Mandy and Sonya later <laughs> during their match, where they literally are eating donuts and burping the whole that's so, But you know what? That's relatable. I, you know, I, one, love donuts and burping. I, I agree. What I'm saying is, when, I, never, I didn't laugh as hard at anything in my life as when Sarah Logan was ripping ass in the back of oh, her well, ride along. Yeah, well, that's a different story. Bag of meat. I was dying. Yeah. What I'm saying is, is that don't, don't have me come out here. Here they are, and, and you know, and, and you know, I mean, 
Corey Graves, good lord, dude, like is literally like you know in the middle of having a full blown orgasm when Mandy Rose walks down the aisle, right? Well, it's like when when Mandy when Mandy is fighting Alexa, oh, I, he dumb. is it it's it's like he's literally going to tear himself yeah. apart. You know, he just can't. Have, you know, you know, like you know, like how. Um, uh, like you think of like a medieval religious fanatic yeah. would flagellate themselves and gouge themselves because they oh, yeah. they were so overcome. That's what he's going to do at yeah. some point. It's going to be it's going to be Charlotte and it's going to be Alexa and it's going to be Mandy all out there at once, all of them lined up and he just can't. He's just going to die. Right. He's going to immolate himself right there like a Buddhist monk. <laughs> right. So what I'm, what I'm saying. And, and and Michael and Michael Cole will no sell it yeah. completely He'll because no, that's yeah. the come on. What are you doing? Um, and then and then Renee Young will say something and Twitter will love it and it's all be a whole thing. You yeah. know? <laughs> Renee Young will say something that no one cares about or even follow along because she's not following along. Um, well, that, that's that's not true. There, there's millions of people on Twitter that follow that that love every single word Renee Young says. Right, but it makes no uh, sense. I, I'm not I'm not sure why because I mean I have no, I got nothing against her as a worker, but she sometimes she breaks things out that just don't seem to make any sense. I agree. She's gotten better though. She has gotten a lot better. You know why? They turned the yeah. volume up in her earpiece. Here, <laughs> <laughs> what the hell's going on? There's something wrong with my mic. I don't know what's going on here. But <laughs> so anyway, I, I'm just saying. It's like, like Phil Rizzuto, we got some birthdays here. Oh, wait a minute, Scoot, we got the pitch coming here. <laughs> here comes the pitch. Um, the birthday's coming up. I gotta get over the break. Um, the problem is that, like, like, so don't tell me about their, uh, you know, ride along and watch how funny it is and what. And don't try to sell me on that. During their match, I get it. They're on TV or whatever. But if you want me to buy her as a badass, you can't be like, watch her ride along and then show clips of her like, uh, 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 I like donuts. Like, you can't do that. You can't. It's like, okay, so why is the Miz, who is one who had probably the, was set up to be the best heel his whole life, now a face? Because they show Miz and Mrs. And now on TV, we see him, Mike Mizan and and he's, you know, an everyday guy. He's not so bad, even though he's from Cleveland. And, like, he has a daughter. And, like, you know, he's just a guy. He's a, he's, he's a guy who likes football and whatever. And now he's a freaking face. He did <laughs> nothing different in the ring. But they yeah. kind of pushed that, ex, that ancillary stuff. So you want me to believe Sonya Deville is a badass and she's going to, you know, hair up and square up and she's going to kick your ass. But she's eating donuts with Mandy Rose, and they're playing, and yay, they're having fun. And now I'm supposed to believe that she can beat your ass. Do you know what I've never seen it with Shayna Baszler on the network or anywhere else? Her smile. I've never <laughs> yeah. seen her laugh and joke. I've never seen her eat a donut. Even when they did the combine, right? She's in there talking shit the entire time. Do you know why? Because Shayna Baszler is that person. Because yeah. when she fought in, in you know, MMA, that's her. That's not a joke. That's not a gimmick. That's her. She fucking hates you. She hates all of you. The only people she likes were Ronda and Shafir and Duke. That's it. That's all she likes. She doesn't like anybody else. And I can believe that because fucking look at her. Right? It's like it's like there's there's okay, this this got me the other day and, and it and it and it bothers me to no end. Baron Corbin is atrocious on TV. Absolutely atrocious. Turns out he's a really nice guy in real life. He does a lot yeah. of charity and stuff. He's an awesome guy. <laughs> so part of me feels bad for hating him. But then I watch him on TV and go, well, you're not very good. You need a different role. 
because I want to like you because you're a good human being, but this here makes me not want to like you. And not like I, heat in a heat way. It's like, eh, why is this dumb nuts on TV? The, the go away heat. I, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, yeah. I got to be well, honest, I, though. The stuff he's done since he won the King of the Ring, I've, I've enjoyed a lot more than his, uh, well, yes, I'm the manager at Applebee's. We've set the bar that low. I know. I'm just well, saying. Yeah. So, I mean, I'll I'll be I'll be completely honest. I was surprised at anyone when Corbin won the match that put him in the final for the King of the Ring, yeah. and he got legit heel heat, not go away heat, but legit heel heat. I'm like, I was like, okay, I, I was legitimately surprised because you talk about a guy that you know it's he's, he's like the prototypical WWE guy, right? He's got he's got size, he's pretty fast, he looks like he should be, you know. Uh, be able to move. He moves around pretty well. He's got yeah, good he moves, but he just doesn't have any connection. Yeah. You know, so they got that. So no matter how nice a guy is, they got to make him a heel because he can't have any connection. Right. You know, you you can you can get away with that with a heel that you in ways you can't with a baby face. I get it. I'm just you know, saying. and I and I understand they're they 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 pretty much ended the program with him and Chad Gable, but putting him with Chad Gable was freaking brilliant. Yes. Because Chad Gable has every connection yeah. with with the crowd. You know, everybody loves Chad Gable. Yeah. You know, even if they did cut it, yeah, ex, 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 yeah, except maybe Shelton Benjamin for some strange reason. It's like you think they'd get along, but you know, <laughs> not sure what the deal is there. You know I mean, really they both funny? were a team. Of, you know really they were funny? both angle guys, weren't they? But you know, yeah. you'd know, be really funny, right? You know, kind of thing. If um, if uh, when Jason Jordan gets healthy, he comes back with Charlie Haas. Yeah. <laughs> throwing it out there. I am I am waiting for for Jason Jordan to come back as Pork Chop Jones and I will be Pork. 100% behind him as Pork Chop Jones because that's that's, a, uh, that, that's money just waiting to be just to be print, made but just print that money. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So now that we've talked about the first match and a thousand other things um that they showed a package for um well it's 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 Diakovich they call it. it's Dijak. It's Donovan It's Donovan Dijak who again you might you might remember him from Ring of Honor as Donovan Dijak. Yeah. And uh, if you guys remember all the stuff that went down with Lyle Rush a few months back, and he said, well, there was some other guy who came in the same time as me that started spreading all these rumors. I believe it's Donovan Dijak who he's talking about. That's the only other guy that came in around the same time who had worked with mm-hmm. Lyle Rush. Yeah. So take that as you will. I like Dijak from Ring of Honor. Yeah. I was glad to uh, glad to see him uh, get some attention here. Yeah, well, I, I, we, we saw him wrestle in Danbury against Jack Swagger. Um, and he's, I mean, he's a huge man. We met him afterwards. He's, he's humongous and he's so good, but they got him working with Keith Lee and you look at Keith Lee and you're like, ah, this fat guy. No, 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 no. He's as strong as an ox and he moved around the ring better than most of the the guys who weigh a third of what he weighs. Um, and that when the two of them, they were showing that they're coming, they're the main event for the next week which I thought was great. You're hyping. Something. Oh yeah. And those two guys, like you look at them going, yeah, I want to see that. You know? Um, and I thought it was also good too. They also hyped the Killian Dane, Matt Riddle, uh, you know, as yep. well being the main event on the network. Like, Hey, we're our, we have a main event here and then we're going to the network. And if you don't have the network, sign up for the network. Again, got to get the push and I get it right. Sign up for the network so you can watch Matt Riddle. And again, mo- a lot of people don't know who Matt Riddle is. Maybe they don't remember him from his UFC run where he was undefeated and stuff like that. But, Look at Matt Riddle. I mean, he looks like money. I mean, he's just, he's a guy, he's completely shredded. You're like, why is that, why is that stoner yeah. out there with no shoes on? Oh my God, he, 
He's beating up that big fat hairy guy. Oh, the big those fat hairy deadlift, guy. Those deadlift suplexes he he does, man. Like, dude, he's it's fucking crazy. But that's what I'm saying yeah. with Matt Riddle is that like you look at Matt Riddle and I've watched his shoot interviews with him and stuff like that. Like he he and even even his uh, his chronicle not chronicle or whatever they call it the thing like the uh, the Matt Riddle special they had in the network. Like you're like yeah. he's he's a dad. He's a goofy son of a bitch who smokes a lot of pot. Okay. Yeah. Right? And you know what? That's going to get him over with a lot of people because he's like, oh, yeah. he's like totally a pothead. But he's also super freaking dangerous. You know? Yeah. And that's what that's what I like about Matt Riddle. I mean, I know, I mean, uh, Kelly didn't like him a whole lot at first. Then she watched the thing with about him and his little girl and, and what, his family and stuff. And, okay. So, what? Um, the, uh, uh, what do you call it? So, the problem is that when you see that stuff, you know, you, you kind of, you get to kind of like, okay, you know, I can, I can appreciate Matt Riddle, who he is and his, and, you know, and where he's coming from and stuff like that. And the problem is, is that he still is dangerous. So when he's in the ring with a guy like Killian Dane, Killian Dane is no joke. He is a no. big fucking big guy. Dude. You know what I'm saying? And you can't sell that. You can't be like, well, he's not, he is huge. And there's no way in the world that I would, you know, doubt that Killian Dane could beat the living shit out of Matt Riddle. But then you watch Matt Riddle and you're like, well, this guy is like, he's fearless and he's not worried about these things and he's strong. Like it makes that dynamic great. And it's not two of the exact same looking guy. It's yeah. the whole thing with Keith Lee and Dijak. Yeah. They're not the exact same looking guy. They look different. And forget that one's African-American and one's Caucasian, right? That's not what I'm talking about. One guy is no. like, Dijak is tall and skinny. He looks like Drago for Christ's sake, right? Yeah. And Keith yes. Lee looks like you know, five. No, he, but he, like, he looks like he's five times the size of him, like width-wise. Yeah. But they probably weigh in the ballpark about the same. Killian Dane's a monster. He's hairy, he's gross-looking, whatever. You know, he's out there looking like he's this dirty guy. And then here's Matt Riddle, this pothead with no shoes. None of this looks like cookie cutter, cookie cutter. Cookie. There are no cookie cutters here. And I think that's one no. of the advantages NXT has. The everyone there is so unique. That when you get a cookie cutter guy coming out there, you're like, wait, what? Wait, what's this guy? You know? <laughs> you know he's going to lose. <laughs> yeah, that poor guy. Well, I felt bad for Sean Maluda. He's in the next match. Sean yeah, Maluda that, is- that's what I, yeah, that's what I was about to say. Sean, Sean Maluda, I, I like him a lot. I, I love him back in the Cruiserweight Classic. Yeah. And unfortunately, he is just he is just a, a feeder here. Um, yeah. I'm not. I'm not really sure what to think of uh, of Cameron Grimes because we only saw about ten seconds of him in the ring on this episode. Well, so Grimes I, is, I was. Um, that's Trevor Lee from Impact, and I saw a lot of yeah. him in Impact as Trevor Lee. I'm not a was not a big fan of his by way of his character and stuff like that. He's an athlete. I mean, good lord, is he an athlete? But um, the weird thing about him, and, and again, this is somebody who now you know I'm, I'm pretty hairy too. Like he has a lot of hair right uh, where the tights come down. So like his lower sackle region is really hairy and sticks out. It's kind of yeah, like, well, you know, well, no, I'm saying it, it's like he's, he's channeling his inner Dutch mantel. Um, <laughs> so just, just saying, um, but yeah, I, I, I thought the squashier was awesome. Like, cause you definitely didn't see that shit coming. Right. Nope. Sean Maluda gets it like, well, he's a very famous family. You're like, Oh, is he a Samoan? Like without it, saying he's a Samoan. You know, kind of thing. <laughs> they basically said he's a Samoan, and here he comes, and wham, it's over. You're like, what? Like, that doesn't happen anymore on TV. I thought it was really his, cool. 
his his stop is so much more impressive than Seth, Seth yeah. Rollins' stop. Yeah. So that being said, I I think the gimmick is shit. Oh, like, the, okay. the Cameron Grimes gimmick. Yeah, yeah, it's just yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, it's I bet it's better than his Trevor Lee gimmick. And that's okay, it. well. A, okay, fair say, enough. When you set the bar low, you know, kind of thing. But I, I think what will happen is because he he again he's been on for those of you again if you didn't watch NXT he's been in he was in the finals of that tournament they were running the up and coming stars tournament whatever yeah he looks impressive he's got a lot of moves he's good it's just eh he doesn't he doesn't yeah. do it for me you know kind of thing but I'm sure but you need every different flavor you know kind of thing here and he does it for somebody so um, fair enough I thought you know they, they did a good job kind of hyping up. Um, you know, the, the idea, again, if you don't know who the Undisputed Era is, you know, who's Roderick Strong and who's, you know, uh, wh- why the Undisputed Era, you know, you know the whole idea they're all going to hold gold and the little, you know, vignette for him and Velveteen Dream. I mean, Velveteen Dream, I've said this before. Luke, you agree with me. I know you do, Chris, too. Uh, yep. He's just amazing. Like, yeah. the guy that we saw back in the day on, what was it, Tough, Tough Enough, sucked. This guy? Thank God he found himself. You know what I'm saying? Like, but it has to happen. Sometimes you got a, you got a gimmick that absolutely sucks. You got no person, I know nothing. You find something that works. Bada bing, bada boom. You know, you got Velveteen Dream. Um, yeah. I, I also thought it was funny. I just want to throw this in there. Uh, Damien Priest is coming. Good. I'm glad Punishment Martinez is finally deciding to come because he's been there for a while. So yes, yes, he has, and, and he's bored the shit out of me every uh, time. And, and again, again. Yeah. Yet, yet, yet another Ring of Honor guy, Punishment yeah. Martinez. You know, so the one thing I mean about, that that's that's the. Go ahead. I'm saying the one thing about Punishment Martinez is that, like, whether he's exciting or not, he he's a different, he's different. flavor, and yeah, that's what it different. is. He's a different flavor, and the thing is, having seen him in ROH, I know he can work. So it's not one of those like, well, can he really work? Yes, he can work. Right. It's just they got to find a way to work him into his, the story where he's got to go. I mean. You know. Well, I mean, I, I also get it. They're just they're just dropping him, guys, to not necessarily squash, but they got to build him up. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so it's you know they're not going to be showing off his best talents at the moment. Right. I mean, I I think I think he I mean he he's a, he's a good talent. I think it'll be interesting to see him again. He he gives you interesting matchups because he's a bigger guy, but he's not oh my god big. Um, but he's a decent sized guy and he's got good height, so he should be interesting. But anyway. The yeah, name, he looks. Yeah, he looks like he stepped out of the crow. Yes, he looks well, like one of uh, uh, the bad. The uh, I can't remember the bad guys from the crow's Tintin name. Tin and like uh, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah, top do- top dollars boys. Yeah, top yeah, doll. Yeah, yeah, he looks like one of the top dollars boys. Don't, don't any of your don't any of your guys have gr- real grown up names? <laughs> you know, kind of thing. <laughs> so anyway, I uh, feel like a little worm on a big fucking hook. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so what we're building to, obviously, folks, is the TV main event, and they've hyped this. And it's for the NXT North American Championship. It is the Messiah of the Backbreaker, Roderick Strong, one of Luke's favorite guys ever. Oh, I love Roderick. Versus the champion, the Velveteen Dream. And for those yeah. of you, if you've never seen Velveteen Dream, if you're first exposure to him, okay, go back and watch what him and Ricochet was just. And um, who else was in that match? It was, just, it was him and him and Ricochet. It was the one yeah. where where Ricochet wore the Prince Puma uh, outfit, yeah. and then Velveteen Dream. War, uh, what well, he was dressed like who? Like was it uh, not Mach- like Randy Savage? Savage wasn't it? Savage, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean that match, you're like, what are we even watching? Like, is this the, even? Or the, a, 
The match with him and Riddle is unfucking believable. Oh yes. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, that's a different, a very different match. A very yeah. brutal, hard hitting. Oh. <laughs> so. I was going to say, that was one of Ricochet's last matches before... No, was that... No, he had no. a little bit longer before he came up at that point, yeah, but that was towards the end of his in, NXT run. He was in that insane ladder match. That absolutely yeah, insane that's right. ladder match yeah. and stuff like that, too. Yeah, but then that's when and they the started... And the interesting thing about, about that match also was that Ricochet, unsurprisingly, working babyface, so that means the Velveteen Dream was working heel, and heel Velveteen Dream is a much different persona... Mm-hmm. Even though the trappings are the same, yeah. he's working babyface here because he's working against uh, Roderick, a member of the Undisputed Era, and they're clearly heels. So oh, yeah. babyface Velveteen Dream, to me, way more entertaining than than heel Velveteen Dream. Oh, yeah. And well, again, you and you pair him with, you know, again that this 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 is this was the uh, this is what jumped into my head. I don't know if you guys saw this, but um, it was it was last week again as we're recording this interview with uh, Kenny Omega. On road to road to TNT, which is AEW's latest YouTube right, series, right, right. and he talks about you know you want to watch you want to watch that other show on Wednesday. It's all developmental guys. We're not developmental guys. We're stars. And it's like, well, yeah, you know what? Kenny Roderick was doing this and making money and drawing stuff before you anybody knew who the hell you were. <laughs> okay, and I mean that. I mean that dead seriously. Mm-hmm. Roderick Strong has been a star in this business longer than any mark on any website knew who the fuck Kenny Omega was. Right. And okay. So don't tell me these are all developmental guys. Yeah. Okay. Kenny Omega was in the fucking developmental, and they had nothing for him, so they let him go. Right. And and again, is this? I mean, I I saw Kenny Omega wrestle at the Battle of Los Angeles, and I saw him back in ROH when he was really young, and I was like, oh, this guy's got some potential. I never thought he'd be like main eventing, uh, you know, Wrestle Kingdom, you know, over there in Japan. But I'm like, this guy's not bad. But I certainly didn't think of him like, oh my god, Kenny Omega. Right. It's like. But at the same time, when he was there underneath, Roderick Strong was on top of the goddamn company, you know, kind of thing. So, and, yeah. and, and for them to feel like, well, it's all developmental talent. Yeah. See, the problem is this. You wish you had this talent. Because when I'm watching fucking Marco Stern, oh, my God, the fucking kid. He, when, when Jungle Boy looks like a monster compared to the, the little kid they put in the ring with him. And and Luchasaur, they, they just don't have it. Like they are like everyone's friends, and we have, everyone's going to be doing this, and we're all friends, and everyone gets equal amounts. Guess what? That doesn't work because you got to have stars, and you got to have guys. It's like everyone who says, "Well, who the who, if you could get twenty stars to start a company, I wouldn't want twenty stars. I want five stars and ten guys to get them over. And once those yeah. guys are over, I can then use those five guys to make the next five stars." That's how you build a company, right? But the problem is you can't just pay every freaking person, hey, we're friends with this guy. Great, put him on TV. Yay, we're all inclusive. Fuck off. Because no one needs that shit. I get it. Like, you're trying to be different. And, and again, you can, be the, you can be better, different, or less than. And you want to be different. I get that. But when you're different is putting out a product that's like, eh. You know, like, I mean... I, I can't – Kenny Omega, is, as much as people oh, – you're wrong, Jay. We love Kenny. You can love him. It's your opinion. You're entitled to be wrong. Kenny Omega could not hang and bang in NXT. Sorry. It's the truth. He couldn't do it because he wrestled – he has the same match over and over and over again. He can't do it because he doesn't turn it up all the way all the time. Any any NXT, NXT takeover, what's the last time you remember a bad match on any of those cards? Honestly, yeah, 
You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm always entertained by it. Yeah, right? But yet, when you watch a Kenny Omega match, and again, he has great matches with Okada in Japan and stuff like that. Most of his stuff, I'm like, and, and, like, come on, like, real, okay, let me guess, you're going to do this. Let me guess, you're going to point at the guy and then run and hit the ropes. Oh, look, you did that. Like, it's just not what needs to be there. And I, and, and I get it. He's one of the guys who, you know, he's part owner and all this other horse shit, so he puts himself over. I get that. But it's like, if you feel, if, if you're that stale already, then you got to switch things up. And I know he's trying to go heel here, but like, to start taking pot shots at, at, the, at NXT, you know, if you said to me, I'm better than, you know, half the guys on the SmackDown roster, well, you're kind of pushing that. You know, I don't think so. To say that this is all developmental, we watch, I mean, you know, it's only developmental uh, by a name only, you know? Well, I mean, part of the problem with with everybody yapping back and forth, you know, between Omega and, and Jericho, it's like the only thing you're doing is setting up here go and instantly start comparing these two shows it's like you you know you it's not even taking the high road it's like don't compare yourself until you've got the numbers to compare yourself because <laughs> you know i don't know it's it and i mean a lot of a lot of the AEW stuff i've watched so far and i'm excited for it mm-hmm. it's just like ooh, mm, yeah yep. you know so it's like yep. I mean, a lot of it, you know, and, and I and I reference them a lot just because I'm a fan, but go read Eric Bischoff's book. Mm-hmm. And he talks about when, you know, he went into Ted Turner's office to talk about, hey, what can we get some international syndication to get some cheap revenue? And suddenly he walks out of it with an hour of live TV every Monday. Right. You know, he, he sat down and brainstormed. He said, I sat down with a pad of paper and wrote down every idea I could think of on how this could work. Yep. And, and he talks about this on, on his show and in his book, says that, you know, I didn't pay attention to what WWF was doing, only enough to know to do something different. Yeah. But on a week-to-week basis, I didn't worry about what they were doing. I worried about our show and making our show the best we could. Yeah. You know, that's what Cody and Kenny and the Bucks need to do. Yeah. They need to worry about their show, not worry about, at this point, taking shots at anybody else. You know, you need to worry about putting out your show. Make your show exciting and surprising and real and engaging every week so i want to tune in right and then you don't got to worry about it i guarantee you this you know i guarantee you this uh cody every one of these guys is watching raw and nxt and smackdown every week every one of these guys is and cody should know better because cody would love to. i get the feeling that cody's the only one who knows what the hell he's doing to be completely honest that that, that's just my personal his segments are the best book thing on their show anyway um but i'm saying but cody should know better because he knows what it's like to be have 83 straight weeks because again dusty was there you know kind of thing cody was on the fringes of this he wasn't wrestling for them but like dustin rose was in the middle of this thing dusty was still around like 83 straight freaking weeks raw lost to nitro and i'll guarantee you if i said to AEW, i'll give you 83 straight weeks of winning they'd take that in a heartbeat of course they would 83 straight weeks of winning in the ratings war yes What's the rating? Who gives a shit? We won. Yep. Right. Because if you had 83 straight weeks of being a, a program where people are like, that was destination television, right? You didn't want to miss Nitro. I would watch the first hour of Nitro. Then I would go back and forth and kind of watch Raw. But more often than not, I found myself watching Nitro because I liked Nitro better. And I would go back to Raw when it was like, you know, whatever it's going on, especially if it was taped. I already knew the results. 
I don't need to watch it. I knew when Mick Foley was going to win. I turned it on to watch Mick Foley win. And then I'd watch the replay of Nitro because I liked that. Because it was something, they always were pushing the envelope. Whether luchadors in the first match, whether it was, you know, some crazy shit what they were doing with like, um, you know, I mean, the NWO kind of got tired and whatever, but it's like they always were trying something. When, like when, 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 remember when they lawn darted uh, Mysterio into the side of the thing? Yeah. Side of the truck. Yeah. Oh my God! Kevin Nash picked him up and threw him into the production. Lawn darted him into it. I'm like, uh, <laughs> yeah. And do, how can I change the channel? And go. Let me see what's going on in here. Oh, a pig farmer wrestling Triple H. Like, I yeah. don't want to see that shit. I wanted to see what was going to happen. You know, I mean, people keep saying like, well, you know, the NWO, whatever. It was just a ripoff of this thing from Japan. Eric Bischoff flat out says it was. But guess what <laughs> they did? They did it better. Okay, so this is what people forget. Remember what was what was the major angle before the NWO? Do you, do you anyone remember? Yeah, uh, that was a Dungeon of Doom. Right, Dungeon <laughs> of Doom. What was the major <laughs> angle before Dungeon of Doom? Uh, it was. I can't even remember. I don't the Japanese know. Invasion. Oh, the Japanese no, invasion. No, I thought well, that was around the hour. Yeah, those were both going around around the same time. Yeah, yeah that's right. Those were the two yeah. major angles. Japanese before. invasion. Yep. Right? With, with Sonny Ono and New yes. Japan and all yes. that. Yeah. Right. So those are your those are your two major angles beforehand. Then before that, it was Ric Flair and Vader trying to beat Hogan and all yes. that other horseshit. Right. Yep. But yep. literally, your two major major angles, pay per views dedicated to these things. Were they the Dungeon of Doom trying to get Hogan, right? A very 1980s, you know, throwback yeah. angle. And then the evil invaders from outside, which people are like, oh, well, they're Japanese, whatever. So they had the NWO. It just was the New Japan invasion. It didn't work because even though I love Masa Saito, not everyone else wanted to see Masa Saito wrestle. <laughs> and just because I knew who kind of, I knew who you know, uh, Kanemoto, and I knew who Suzuki Kisaki, and I knew who these guys were, and so did Luke, obviously. Like, back in the day, I knew who they were. They were the guys I wanted to see. Not a lot of people like, I want to see the Steiner brothers wrestle Haram Heat. I don't want to see them wrestle two Japanese guys. <laughs> you know? I don't want to wrestle. I want to see them fight the two, the two boys from Harlem, not them boys, them fern boys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the whole thing was, they ran the NWO, it didn't work with that angle. Why did the NWO work? Because it was a perfect mix. It was Hall and Nash and Hogan and things just happened to line up. And because Hogan's the biggest thing in wrestling ever, ever, ever. And like Hall and Nash I, were red yeah. hot. It just, things lined up and they happened well, to work. And it, it, it was, it was real. Yeah. You know, it yeah. was real. It was reality. It, 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 you could, you, you knew that you had to watch it. Because as soon as Scott Hall showed up, you're like, what the actual You know fuck? who I am. You know who I am. You don't know why I'm here. Here. So good. But it's like as soon as that, he said, as soon as he's just like, okay, what the hell is going on? I've got to see this. Yeah. And then Nash and then poor, poor Eric getting put through the table, which I, it it, it looks great because it hurt like hell. Yeah. So (laughs) you got to suffer for your art. Yeah. He's like, it looked like it hurt because it did. So, uh, is it did the, uh, just, just one last thing. We'll get, we'll get back to the, to Velveteen and Roderick, but you know, it's funny. I saw this on Twitter and I never really thought of it like this. You know, it's like, so I, I was reading a guy who said, you know, people say that Hogan's run lasted from 83 to 93. It was a decade. And it's like, no, Hogan's run lasted from 83 to 2000. Yeah. He just, it was over two companies Yeah. yeah. because he left 
WWE and then went over to WCW and he was still the top draw. And then he turned heel and he was still the top draw. (laughs) So it's like, I I never thought of it like that, but it's like, yeah, I guess he really did have a almost 20, a 17 year run at the top, just over two companies. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and then he came back. Yeah, and it wasn't like <laughs> when, back to w- it wasn't yeah. like when Luthez was champion for all those years, and it was like, yeah. well, this is it was literally on TV. Hulk Hogan redefined like the the mainstream. As much as people say, well, like, well, Steve Austin, The Rock, or whatever. Okay, if there was no Hulk Hogan, none of that stuff exists yeah. because wrestling doesn't exist anymore. Sorry to say it, and I am a huge NWA. I love my real wrestling and stuff like that, but Hulk Hogan. Is bigger than Ric Flair. He's bigger than Randy Savage. He was bigger because his the persona of Hulk Hogan was bigger than all those guys. Do I like him better? No. But was his persona bigger? Yes. Hulk Hogan transcended everything. So, I mean, I just you know, for a guy to be on top that long is just insane. Anyway, so we we probably should finish talking about this match because, goddamn, it's a great match. Yeah. Uh, Yes. Absolutely. After the indignity of Roderick Strong burning yes. the Velveteen Dream's couch, I was mortified. <laughs> I was like, how is, how is Hose going to push him out to the ramp now? Yeah. So. I, it, it, oh, and the way, that, the way that Dream sold that the week before, watching that couch burn, yeah. oh, it was great. <laughs> you know what? And I'm thinking to myself, you know what? Feuds have been started over less. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, feuds used to start because one guy didn't want to leave the ring while the other guy had a match. I yes. mean, you know, literally a scheduling snafu. <laughs> <laughs> Blood feud. Um, so, you know, and so, okay, so during this match, obviously, we're going to talk about, I mean, you can't talk about, the, you know, Roderick Strong without mentioning, obviously, the Undisputed Error. Um, I liked the Undisputed Error's involvement here. It didn't. It, you know, they, you know, they, they kind of saved him at one point, where where he hits the, um, oh, tech the dream, he hits the rolling, the, dream, the, the, the dream Valley driver, DVD. yeah, the Dream Valley driver, and he just he, dream he, DVD, yeah, yeah, right up to the top rope, at Adam Cole super kicks him in the face, right, you know, kind of yeah. thing. You're like, of course he does, and what happens? That fake, that false finish that they do when when uh, when Roddy picks him up and drops him on the knees, just the end of heartache, yeah, the, the end of heartache, yeah. right. He does that beforehand, and then what happens? Adam Cole, he hits the DVD. Adam Cole hits him with the, the, the kick, and he hits it again. And that one, because when, when the crowd pops so hard when he kicks out, yeah. like literal emotion was being shown. And it's yeah. like, whoa, okay, they got me there, because I figure, I'm like, well, that's got to be it. And then he hits it again, you're like, okay, this had better be it, because we literally can't go anywhere from here without killing this. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know? And, well, and the thing is also, first off, you know, obviously, again, Undisputed Era, they're going to get involved. There's no question about that. Heel groups always get involved in WWE programming, even on NXT. Yeah. Uh, so I wasn't surprised by that. It was a little overbooked, but not bad. Not not as bad as it can get with that sort of thing. But to have Dream kick out of the end of Heartache, which is this killer move and has been a killer move, not just in NXT, but even going back to uh, going back to TNA, going back to Ring of Honor, the end of heartache. That's it. Yeah. You know that that that's about as close to as a put it in the books as you can get on the indie scene, where everybody kicks out of everybody's finishers fifteen times in a match. Right. You know, Roddy's a typical ROH guy from that era because he has like five different finishers. But 
you know, uh, but if it's if, if it's just the end of heartache, that's usually it. And for Dream to kick out of it was really something. I mean, they, they were they were I mean, Mauro Ranallo and um, uh, Nigel McGuinness. I mean, they were really, really putting over Dream because I think they and I, and I agree with this assessment. The Dream's one of their top guys going forward. He's got this great look. He's got this great persona and he has it. He's captivating in the ring. So to have him, like I said, uh, eat the uh, end of heartache and kick out of it cleanly, yeah, it's it's just one more thing that right. to put this guy over, yeah, you know. And then it it all, but then and again, it it get it draws heat on on uh, Michael Cole and the Undisputed Era, not Adam. Michael Cole, Adam Cole. It draws <laughs> heat on Michael Adam. Cole just in general, yeah. <laughs> but it draws heat on Adam Cole and the and the era because you know they they got to cheat to beat. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, and, and, it, and it's not like they hit him with the belt or it was uh, something like that. They, it's still athletically that they beat him. It was a super kick and then the fall and then the end of heartache. So they, they, they still stuck true to their characters. You know, the Undisputed Era, they're heels, but they're athletic heels, right? Yeah. So they're going to beat you with skill. They're not going to beat you with, you know, they're, they're not going to hit you with a, a stun gun and spray paint, you know, uh, Undisputed Era on your back or something like yeah, that right. to keep the WCW references going this episode. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, but it, it's typical. You put two guys that have not just the uh, the personality, but have the ability to tell a story. And Dream is still, I mean, Dream's, how old is Dream? He's like 24. Isn't he? He's pretty young. Yeah. 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 So he's, he's really young. He's got a long career ahead of him if he stays healthy. Putting him in there on a TV, televised match like this, a title match, with a guy like Roderick Strong, who can get a good match out of anybody. Putting him in there with somebody the talent of Velveteen Dream is gonna work out, and it totally does in this match because you've got you've got a great you know back and forth the psychology. They didn't overdo the spots, but there's plenty of big spots in this in this match to keep the crowd engaged. And again, these are two guys that can that can just wow you yeah. with something as simple as even like uh you know just just a, a counter into something like that. At one point, he counters in Roderick counters. I forget what Dream does, but he counters and puts it in the stronghold. It's just a Boston Crab, and everyone's losing their mind. Yeah, you know, because they because of they're they're so invested on on every move that these guys are doing. Yeah, which is so rare for usually <laughs> you know the, the crowd nowadays. They only pop at high spots, you know, uh, the the you know you know kind of thing. It's like it's like oh big we pop at a high spot. And we sit there and be quiet, wait for the next one to happen. It's like oh just performance, just performance. This crowd was hot. Uh, you yeah. know, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I, I also did have to laugh again with Roderick Strong making his name for himself in Ring of Honor. The "This Is Wrestling" chant—it's like, yeah, that's a that's a shot, right? That it's Sinclair, isn't it? That's like they're literally their motto. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that notwithstanding, I, I really, like I said, I really enjoyed this match. I mean, personally, I'm I'm a little biased. One of my guys in the main event—that's a big deal. You know, and I, and I've I've come around on that a lot. You know, Jay will back this up, and Lord knows I've certainly demonstrated it over the the years on this show. That I like some weird ass dudes. Okay, <laughs> you know, other kids wow. growing up like Hulk Hogan or Randy Savage or the Ultimate Warrior or Stang, Stang. or Dusty Rhodes. You know, it's like my favorite growing up was Stang. But uh, the you know, I, I mean, my guys were like you know Ted DiBiase. You know, right. Kevin Von Erich, the big boss man. Yeah. You know, even guys like, like Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Or, it's like a lot of guys that lose a lot. Tito Santana, you know, right. Ricky Martel. And it's like, I, I know it's like, and, and it got to a while where it's like, man, the guys I like seem to lose a lot, yeah. you know? 
And it's like, but now I've come in, it's like, you know what, though? But the guys I like were on TV an awful lot, too, yeah, weren't they? Yeah. yeah. Well, they you were know, the guys and, and, the and company, man, you know? They were the guys building them up, just like you were saying. It's like, just because you're an underneath guy yeah. doesn't mean that you're not talented and you're not on TV and you don't have a job. I've told this story when we did uh, Greatest Never to Hold the World Title. And I said, Tito Santana. It's like, you know, Tito opened the first WrestleMania because Vince said, I know you'll give a good match and get the crowd excited. Right. And so that was his job. And it's like, so I've really come to, as I've gotten older and thought about more, appreciate even guys getting just a little bit of TV and a little bit of chance to shine. So even here, you know, just getting the era out there. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm Red Dragon. That's uh, uh, O'Reilly and Fish for those, again, more ROH guys. I was never a huge Red Dragon fan, but, uh, you know, uh, O'Reilly, one of, the, one of the most talented guys I've ever seen in person. Yeah. You know, and Bobby Fish is there as well. But uh, Fish is not, not, the, not the doing the heavy lifting of the Red Dragon team. Yeah. And, uh, and, and there's a reason why Adam Cole was a Bullet Club member also. I mean, Cole is uh, just an amazingly talented guy. Um, you know, just happened not to be a member of the elite, essentially, was what happened to him, basically. But, uh, you know, so, I mean, yeah, as far as a TV main event, I don't think you could have asked for a better, a better main event and a better finish. The payoff on the story. Right. Because they built, let's, let's go back, they built anticipation with the video package earlier talking about Adam Cole's golden prophecy that the, uh, that the Undisputed Era will hold all the belts. Yeah, they it gave took a long action. time, too. Yeah. It wasn't like it was it, a you know, two-month thing. It was, it was like a year. Yeah, it yeah, started it's, in it's, January. It's, Literally, it's been right. nine so months. There's all this anticipation, okay? They have... Action in the form of all the action in the match, obviously. There's, you know, surprise when he, you know, the, the dream, I said, eats the end of heart, heartache and still survives. Right. You know, and then, and then there's anticipation going forward because now this, this, this maniacal group controls all the titles. What yeah. does this mean going forward? So as we end TV, the Undisputed Era stands tall. Who could possibly challenge these four men? All right. So it's just a really well put together hour of wrestling yeah. television. Yeah, all the bad guys have all the belt because Shane is. Yeah. she ain't a baby face. No, <laughs> no. But I get the feeling that Shane would probably tear through most of the undisputed era without much uh, yes. much of a problem either. So that's <laughs> that could be a really good backstage segment. <laughs> like I, I just picture like the the era trying like you know trying to offer Terry. Well, I, I almost picture them, like, carrying on way too loudly next to her locker rooms. Oh, so we'll, we'll move. We're cool. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Have a, have a good match tonight, Shannon. Yeah. Let's get the hell out of here, guys. <laughs> well, they, they offer her a shirt. Yeah, I know. You think you belong yeah. with us. And she looks at it, drops it, and walks away. Hey, hey, hey. No, no. No, no. You can keep it. You know, kind of thing. I, I don't think yeah. that fits with their. I mean, it, it kind of fits their character, but I don't think that's what they want to put yeah. out there. But. Like, right. Yeah. You know, Shayna Baszler is the is is literally the toughest person in the company. I just don't know if you want to put that over all the time and make your heels look like chicken shits. Uh, yeah, no, no, well, you know that, that's shit heels. Yeah, that's what no. you'll make them look like it, but they're yeah. not that kind of heel. Uh, it's it's like even even the toughest heels are still still don't want to mess with Brock Lesnar kind of thing. Well, <laughs> I, I think that's just reality of it, you know, kind of thing. So. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, it's I I don't know that uh, you know one of our. Uh, I, I I saw a thing about uh, if 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 the Attitude Era was booked with today's booking, Ugh. you know, 
And it was Steve Austin, you know, was like, I'm going to get my lawyers out here, Vince, and sue the pants off of you, off of your candy. <laughs> and, uh, and, <laughs> and, uh, oh, who was, it was, uh, oh, was it, oh, was the Undertaker cowering from Kane because he's scary because he wears a mask, you know? <laughs> That so, notwithstanding. <laughs> so they, they got to take the belt off Seth before this hell in a cell, right? They have. I, I don't know. The only thing I figure is that because you you got to have. Is it hell in a cell next Unless weekend? you do. Um, yes, I think it is. But, all right. So, but Seth and Ray are having a, a match for the belt tomorrow night, right? Okay. Yeah. Is that on? So you see. That's 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 this coming week. That's the air quotes up to the mic season premiere. You you have, I mean, because you can't have the fiend lose this match, or the last four months have been blown. Like you just can't. You say that, but yet that's what's going to happen. So uh... the only thing, I mean, has there ever been a Hell in a Cell that ended in a no contest with no decision? Rent not not even ended in a no contest. Ended with no double count out. You can't oh, get a yeah. count out in Hell in a Cell. Oh, that's right. There's Wait, no didn't you have one where Robocop... Oh, it's the wrong thing. So, that's oh the wrong my thing. God, it's Robocop! <laughs> they don't want nothing to do with they Robocop! They the door off the cage! They ripped the door off the Did cage! Did they have that? Didn't Kane rip the door off the cage or something like that? Yes, but yeah, Kane ripped the door off the cage and broke in, but then Michael still got the win. Yeah. yeah. Michael didn't, didn't, because cause Kane, didn't Kane Tombstone take her? I'm trying to yeah, remember. Yeah, exactly. That's Tombstone, gotta be Kane! Got and, and Michael's just flopped the ammo over. Yeah. So, yeah, like, like I said, unless sure. there's, yeah, but so there's never been a Hell in a Cell end in a note. I mean, that's kind of the Hell in a Cell's shtick, right? Is that it's it has to have a finish. Yeah. So how do you finish? You're right. How do you finish that without giving the Fiend the title? Which is, or I, you know, maybe maybe Rambo and Rabbit will pin him. I don't know what the hell. You know what though? If you if you give the belt to the Fiend, then he it can't be on. It, he can't re- he can't come out every week. No. He can't wrestle every like. I don't. I, I'm loving everything they're doing with it so far, but they better book it right. <sighs> Maybe Lesnar will replace the Fiend by demanding it and beating the Fiend up back in the Firefly Funhouse, and then it'll hold both belts, mm. and it'll be he's so vascular. Look at him; he's brilliant. Vascular. I got to. I got to be honest. That's a great idea, Vince. I'm glad you had the courage to go with that idea. <laughs> I, I did chortle quite a bit reading Kayfabe news recently when they talked about uh, Bo Dallas to be recruited as the. Uh, <laughs> The 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 fiend's uh, happy go lucky friend, uh, the friend, the friend. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But the, okay. The problem is, I have said for years they are missing out here. They should have Bo Dallas because this this B team gimmick and nothing going on there. They should just be like, you know, he his whole gimmick was he had a Bo leave and whatever, and he had, like have it be like here comes like we all know it's Bray Wyatt, no one's stupid, but have it be like he finally snapped, and like you know like he can't he can't be. You know, I, I, you know, all the negativity and all the losing and everything has finally made him snap, and now he could be a bad guy. Nope, don't want to do it. You know, <laughs> can't. Do it. You can, yeah. Well, who who knows what will happen at Hell in a Cell? But we don't have to worry about that because we're watching NXT, and they usually blow stories off in a much more yeah. reasonable manner than yes. this. But uh, frankly, as a as a uh, cable television debut, I thought this was. Damn, a really darn good hour of yep. TV, and I was like I said, I didn't, I don't watch, I didn't watch NXT regularly on the network, but at least for you know for a while, as long as I'm able to, I'm going to watch it on on USA here. Yeah. 
I mean, I'm, I'm interested to see how the format's going to be at two hours versus an hour. If they're going to be able to keep the right balance of story and action, as well as, you know, hooking you early to get you into staying with it, how they're going to handle that transition at the second hour, which is crucial, especially it's one thing when, you know, you're on Raw or SmackDown and, and you don't have any head-to-head wrestling competition. But yeah. when they're going up against Dynamite, that, that second hour, that's crucial, right? So we're going to get some, probably some really hot stuff right at like 8.58, you know, going into that 9 o'clock hour so you don't change the channel type of thing. So I'm, yeah. I'm well, eager to see they're gonna, where they they're go. Gonna have, they're going to have to live up to their tagline if you want no BS. You know, that's going right. to be the thing because, I mean, in generally, and I know it's on the network where they – it was on the network where they had unlimited time if they wanted to run these super long promos and vignettes, and they never really did, you know. And if it was a longer one, it was integral to whatever storyline they were building up for a, a, a big match, you know. There's just so much less crap yeah. on it. But that, who knows? I mean, I'm I'm sure Triple H is probably saying we're gonna, you know, we gotta keep the format the way it is. We're not gonna have anybody watching the yeah. show. Right. Yeah. Because yeah, you can you can watch Raw, you can watch SmackDown. You want something that's different. This is the alternative, you know? So yeah. That's the thing, is, I, too. Back in the day, you know, you had WCW, you had, uh, you know, uh, WBF, right? And your alternative was ECW, right? If you were able, lucky enough to get ECW and stuff like that, right? So it I was, was on at, like, 1 in the morning on Sunday nights in Boston, so yeah. it was, like, impossible for me to watch it. Had to work the next day. I'm just saying it, but it becomes, what do you call it? It becomes one of the, I mean, we used to tape it Friday nights. It was on 2 in the morning, going into Saturday, whatever, right? But it was like you had alternatives. If you literally make NXT just raw light, no one go to watch it because well, people people aren't watching raw. So, but be as it may. All right. Well, as, like we were saying, folks, this was a you know to us a great hour of TV. If you want to choose people to NXT, this is a great way to, to do it. You know, it wasn't like it wasn't like an insane amount of buy-in. You know, like oh, I gotta like invest all this extra time and stuff. But now you can say, man, I really like to find out why those women were really angry at each other, you know, or like, <laughs> what happened in that second hour? I want to see what happens there, or whatever it is might be, you know. Now it gives people the impetus to, you know, get the network if they don't have it, and to actually log on and do so. Because remember, nowadays it's not about necessarily the, um, you know, buy rates on pay per view and stuff. It's all about like description to the network. So, yeah. Uh, oh, real quick, I just want to throw this out there. This just happened uh, a few days ago. Um, it was called the AWA Invades New York, and it was part of an Impact Wrestling AWA joint venture, shown on pay-per-view and on uh, Twitch for you to pay for it. Guess how many buys it got? Guess what the buy rate was? No, I six. Sixty. <laughs> Literally. Wow. Six. Six would be better, Luke. I'm serious. Sixty. <laughs> Sixty people bought it. And I'm looking at this going, man, I almost went to this show. I mean, it was in the garden. And I actually almost went down. And I'm like, man, because I just didn't have, it was, I just didn't have, I to get tickets. And I'm like, I'm not paying that much ticket match and all the bullshit, whatever. Right. But literally, Dr. Wagner versus Blue Demon Jr. in the main event. I'm like, I should go to this show. 60. <laughs> That's embarrassing. Well, I mean, yeah. I, mean, I try to keep up on. Had more than sixty views. UWF, uh, whatever the heck their pay per view was. It what was it Beach Blast, not Beach Blast. Yeah, something. <laughs> what was what was Had UWF pay per view? Yeah. Good lord. Yeah, that that's pretty ridiculous. <laughs> oh. Uh. Anyway, 
Sorry, I just had to throw that out there because I, I was like, I don't know the next time I'm going to be able to talk about that. So, 60. Show people. Yeah. It's like almost don't even bother showing it then. It's like waiting weeks for a time. <laughs> so. It's like you think of the kind, you know, folks, we're just going to give you refunds. You just go home. It's okay. You know. Well, the show <laughs> sold out. It's not that. And it was held at Madison Square Garden, the theater. You know, it used to be the Paramount. Now it's the whatever that they yeah. call it. But I'm like, okay, I get it. Like, but like, and they sold it. It's that sold out, but it's like, Eh, really? Pay-per-view with yeah. that, guys? <laughs> so, anyway. So, uh, anything else about this uh, this show, guys? You think we, uh, I think we, you know, hit it by the thing? Yeah. No, like I said, I, I think they did a great job. I'm, I'm eager to see where it goes from here. Yeah. I am, too. And we didn't even get into Hour 2, which was only on the network because of Suits on yes. USA. Well, thank God, Suits <laughs> yeah. is now done. Um, it's now done forever. It says, see... Nothing, nothing makes me happier than when I see these shows and it says, oh, season finale. Oh, series? Oh, just season. Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> right? Series finale. And Kelly's like, yeah, they're going to put another stupid show. And I go, right, but maybe that will end in like a week. And maybe they'll just get rid of all this stupid crap on TV. Like, nothing makes me happier when dumb shows have series finales. But, Jay, you're an ass. I love Suits. I've never met anyone who watches that show, by the way. Um, Suits is like... Oh, what's that other show we were talking about? We never actually met anybody who actually watches it. It's like uh, the stuff that's on uh, on TBS, like the um, um, I can't even think of the name of it. Uh, it was like a comedy, but it was like all old, like it was all not old people, but it was like all former like, '80s stars, whatever. And it's like the hot, yeah. the freshest comedy of the year. What are you talking about? Never even heard of this damn thing. And, I, and I'm around. I watch this channel. So. <laughs> so. You know what I miss? I miss Silk Stockings coming oh on God. after Raw. That's Ooh, what yeah. I miss. There was always something hot right at the beginning of Silk, Silk Stockings. Stockings. Up all night. Up all night yeah. was a staple growing up. Yeah. Uh, miss you, Ronda Shea. Miss yeah. You. And who was the who was the guy host? Gilbert Godfrey. No, the other <laughs> one. Of up all night. It was always Gilbert Godfrey and Ronda Shear. There was some guy that would guest. Oh, uh, the hell was it? Oh, God. I can't even remember that. I watched a lot of crap. You for Beach Bunnies with Tom Hanks' brother. Oh, man. <laughs> just, it's just so much garbage, and it was amazing. <laughs> that just makes me think of, you ever see uh, Return, of the, uh, Return of the Living Tomatoes? Yes. The second one, when they, they're going to show the movie, Big, Big Breasted Girls Go to the Beach and Take Their Tops Off. Yeah, <laughs> and then at the end we we came to a compromise. Big breasted tomatoes go to the <laughs> so. That's a that was a weird franchise, huh? The Gilbert Tomatoes, yes. They had a freaking cartoon for crying out loud. Which I love that, that cartoon. Nothing to do I with the movie. That. So <laughs> it has no it, it, no the cartoon's based on Return. It's based on yeah. the second one. Yeah, with Tara yeah, and yeah. FT and all that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, uh, hey, right. will we ever get rid of that dumb parachute? And think but, about uh, it. There was attack, there's attack the killer tomatoes. Uh, there also was the Toxic Crusaders for Christ's sake, a kid show based oh, on God, trauma I, movies that kids could never watch. So those, I that, love the well, Toxic Crusaders. Awesome though, man. Uh, yeah. yeah, Toxic was, Crusaders were the best. Toxic Crusaders. There was <laughs> Rambo. There was Rambo uh, and the Force uh, of Freedom. Rambo and the Force of Freedom. I loved Rambo. Tom Panarese and I talked about that on our first blood episode of yes. In Country yes. and the 721 situation. Yes. Which we won't get into here. So go listen to, to In Country if you want to hear that story. So. <sighs> Every time. Oh, the time. 
All right, so folks, but in any event, yeah. If, yeah. if you want, if you want to uh, shoot us in, if you had like, let's say you watched this, maybe the first show you ever saw of NXT, we'd love to hear your feedback. Um, uh, you know, like we hit us up. Let us know what you thought. Let us know what you think about what's happening. Um, you know, if you're, you know, you're just if you're just getting back into wrestling after being out of it for many years, maybe the Wednesday Night Wars are bringing you back in. Let us know. We'd love to hear about it. Um, you know. We, we again we, we can take four lines of text and turn it into two hours so we are yeah. gonna, you know we'd love to hear from yeah. you guys and, and uh, you know all our and, you know, and we, we yeah we do have email in we just we're not gonna have time yeah. to, to run through it on yeah. this episode so if you have emailed in hold tight we're gonna get to it I yeah. promise the sack is bulging but we will we will we will empty oh. it don't worry it's so vast yeah, so vast <laughs> so uh, real quick just want to thank some people. Um, uh, all the people who are our big supporters on uh, uh, the Facebook group and on Twitter, who are always, you know, um, on the lookout for whatever's happening in wrestling, whether it be something serious like, uh, you know, the situation with Hashtag Jim Duggan or maybe, you know, something kind of silly like the, well, anything else that happens in wrestling tends to be silly, you know, because yeah. <laughs> um, you know, we love that, guys. The, the guys who are always there supporting us and stuff like that. It's great. Um, remember, uh, you know, you guys are N1C Mafia. You are our street crew. You guys help spread the word and help get ears on us, um, you know, because without you guys, you know, we're we can, we're just three guys yapping, you know, kind of thing. And we, we definitely appreciate all the love and support. Um, I want to also big shout out to Go Fight Pow, the official card game of Get Back to the Wrestling. Um, we've got a whole lot of new stuff coming from Go Fight Pow coming up. Luke and I actually designed a new set that's coming um, that's going to be freaking awesome. Or we, we already saw them. They're, they're sweet. Um, but yeah. look for next year, a whole lot of awesome stuff. Um, and I'm not just saying that because I'm part of the R&D department. I'm saying that because this freaking game is awesome. And I love it. So, um, yeah, you know, well, I was, I was going to say if you want, but if you want to check us out online, you can check us out at Twitter mm-hmm. at GBTTW podcast on uh, just tweet at us there uh, on Facebook. Just search for the get back to the wrestling group. And you can join there. And we got a pretty active group going on right now. So please yeah. come and check us out there. Uh, we have our YouTube channel. Uh, just search for Get Back to the Wrestling on YouTube, and you'll find us there. Uh, links to all these are available on our show page, which is found at twotruefreaks.com. And if you want to email us, it's get uh, back to the wrestling at yahoo.com. And, of course, as always, we will read your emails here on the air. Yeah. So, uh, again, folks, thank you very much for all the downloads and support. And, uh, again, we, we'd love to hear from you guys. If you got ideas and stuff, we'd love to hear them, too. So, until next time, we'll see you at the matches. Are you going to take care of Ron Killens? What kind of disgusting, despi- despicable lack of respect does that Billy What's-His-Name show booking a match for the total package Lex Luger and Super Brawl? Super Saturday? What is it? I don't even know what it's called. What is it called? Super Brawl Saturday. Super Brawl Saturday? Can he afford to pay me to wrestle run? I don't know. I'm one of the biggest legends and stars ever in this. God. And your t-shirts are too tight too, Billy. And you book a match with me against Ryan Killings. Look at me. I'm a total package. I will rip him apart. I'm pissed now. No, don't you walk away from me, Daniel. Don't you walk away. I'm the one that loves the fans. I'm the one that loves everyone and everything. You're the one that gets up and walks away every single time. You're the coward. Will you stop?